Lindsay, I would imagine it was – well, you spotted him, so it couldn't have been that much of a nightmare. Although, because if you really didn't want to see him, you could have just avoided him because he didn't see you. I mean, that would not be the polite thing to do, though, right? I mean, I don't know. Like, again, it just depends on your situation. I mean, well, yeah, I mean you're too Midwest polite. That's the thing. What would you do? <laughs> what would you do? Would you be well, like, I mean, oh, I would have I, I would have surprised him, too. But I'm just saying, like, if, you know, Chris is, is referring to it as a nightmare. If it was a nightmare, you could have just kept walking and he would have never known that you were there. No, he would have seen me. Well, you know, actually, this is kind of an interesting thing, George, because um, a bunch of my buddies were there also and they thought I was really cool. They were like. Hey, who's that really hot girl that asked to take a picture with you? And I'm like, that's not exactly what happened. No, no, you asked to take a picture of me. You said, I can't believe this. I can't believe we ran into each other. We got to document this. Totally right on. Totally true. So my buddies were all like, that's pretty cool, man. Hot chick. Listener, that's pretty cool. And I was actually like, no, that's the producer of the show. And um, I actually asked if I could take a picture with her. But then she, she did what a lot of people do. When you take a picture, she wants to approve the picture yeah. before the picture can be publicly posted anywhere. And Lindsay yep. did not give uh -huh. me the approval to post the picture. She was unhappy with her Harvard sweatshirt, I think is what was wrong. Is that right, Linz? I just, you know, that was a, it was just like a loungy day. It wasn't really like, it wasn't like a photo op situation. <laughs> you know? Yeah, hey, listen, <laughs> there... If she doesn't want the picture out there, you don't put the picture out there. It's just that simple. I did simple. not. I yeah. did not. I, re I respected her wishes, and I did not put the picture out there. But she did catch Cap, me off you guard. Were, let's be serious. You were yeah. wild. You were wilding. So you were wilding out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no question either. about that. Dude, yeah. I was already wilding, and people would have then, yeah. you know, they would have said something like, "Dude, open your eyes. Why are your eyes shut?" You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They would have given me a hard time. But the truth of the matter is, George, this is kind of interesting because you know Lindsay was working with Mason in Ireland for all that time, mm -hmm. um, and and you know. Because we are all still in our homes, um, I've not seen Lindsay in person ever until Sunday night in Vegas. That was our first in-person get-together. And tomorrow, mm -hmm. of course, will be our second when we broadcast live from Downey. But she kind of caught me off guard, Linz. Did you notice that? Well, yeah. Like I said, you were wilding. Well, here, here's so. the thing. You, you did not expect to see anyone you knew, and that's understandable. Um, you're also in Vegas, so whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas kind of thing. And, uh, and you're also kind of awkward if, if you're caught off guard. Like, I feel like that's just you also as well. <laughs> well, I was kind of walking fast through the casino because we were following. No, no, no. You were, you were posted up, like, waiting for somebody to go somewhere. Oh, you know what? Actually, you're right. We were. We were kind of waiting. At that point, we were waiting for a group of guys to show up. You're right. And then Lindsay came up to me. She's like, yo, what's up? And she actually called me Scott. She didn't call me Cap. And that kind of, it took me like three seconds to go, oh my God, Lindsay Baseball, what are you up to? Because I had texted her the day before and said, are you coming to Vegas? Because that was her game plan, but then she told me she wasn't. And then she realized that she hadn't texted me back. So it, the whole thing kind of caught me off guard. Right. Was it a nightmare for you, Linz? No, it was fine. It was not a no, nightmare. No, again, but... she approached you, so it wasn't a nightmare. But speaking of the anniversary of Nightmare on Elm Street, though, yeah, go ahead. It, it did get me thinking uh, because you know I, I want to make sure because I, I maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just don't go to the movies enough anymore. Now, granted, a lot of people haven't gone to the movies recently, but do we make good horror movies still? Because I don't like Nightmare on Elm Street. Now, granted, Freddy Krueger became a comedian by like you know the third movie, but those <laughs> first two. 
before he became some version of like someone you'd see at the improv or you know or whatever um or the comedy store like those things were terrifying uh those first two movies and i just don't know if we do good horror movies anymore i got to tell you i think the last time i went to a horror movie and actually was kind of freaked out by it. Does anybody remember this movie called The Blair Witch Project? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that was a long time ago. That God. wasn't scary. <laughs> um, I don't think it was that, like, super... Yeah, I don't think it... I mean, it's definitely a horror movie. Um, you know, like, I, that's the genre I would consider it. Um, I'm also trying to... Like, that movie was really a long time ago. Here's the yeah, other but, thing. But we're talking about 1984 for Nightmare on Elm Street. When was Blair Witch Project? Wasn't that, 99, like... 99, I want to say? I just remember the hype around it because I'm not. But that really was the last time you movie. went to see a horror movie. I can't, dude. I'm not a horror movie person. I'm more of a uh, comedy or an action adventure or a drama. Horror movies don't really movie do much right. for me, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love horror movies, and you want to know the last like if I'm really thinking about it. I love. I can really appreciate the good like original Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, you know, like Child's Play, Freddy Krueger. Well, the original movie. Friday the Thirteenth has that ridiculous like soundtrack to like yeah, to it, where it's like they're walking through the woods and all of a sudden it's like, cha 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 kill. Oh yeah, cha 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 kill. Yeah, very good. Yeah, it's very weird. But, but yeah, I think the last, the most recent good or actually scary horror movie that I saw was The Babadook. Have you guys seen that? No, the I don't know Babadook? what that is, but Blair Witch. Oh. I do remember watching that. Um, because I got like motion sickness watching the damn movie. Right. Yes. Because it was all shot kind of like pre GoPro, but it looked like a GoPro, you know? Correct. And yeah. I, I, I'm not even joking when I tell you this, that in 1999, um, during the movie, I stepped out, not because I was scared or anything. I was nauseous. Like, I was <laughs> like, yo, I need like a Sprite or something, like something that is going to get me feeling better because this thing is awful. Um, and I, 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 I eventually finished the movie, but it was terrible. But the I just don't think we make good horror movies anymore. Like, when was the last good horror, like, forget about one singular movie, but when was the last time we had like a good horror, like, franchise? Well, what Scream. was the last? Wait, what yeah, was it that's a long time ago, too. Yep, it was. Scream. Did you say Dream? Scream. Scream. Oh, Scream. Scream. Okay, thank you. Because I was like, Dream. I've never heard of Dream. Um, scream. Eh. I guess. I, I can't remember the last time a horror movie was so good that people were talking oh, about it. Oh, I know. It. I hey, mean, now, is this a horror movie or would you consider this more like a thriller? Get out. Let me hear. Get out? Yeah. Yeah, that was more of a thriller. Okay. But it's good. That's, that's one of No, that was really good. Yeah, yeah. That was. Uh... Uh, Peel, right? Peel made that movie. Yep, Jordan Peel. Jordan Peel, yeah, yeah. That was good, but I. It, so you would classify that as a thriller, not a horror movie. I think it's so. It's more of like psychological thriller, which is my favorite type of movie. Yeah, but anyway, that that was just the, it. Just got me thinking when I saw that today was that anniversary. Like, I don't think there are, they, we make good horror movies anymore. And here's the thing: Hollywood gets crushed, deservedly so, in a lot of ways for just remaking movies how about we just come up with some original concepts for thrillers and horror movies all i can tell you guys is this when i was a kid this is this is in the late 70s i'm about eight years old and there was a movie called salem's lot does anybody know this movie vaguely yeah okay it doesn't matter the point here's the point it did something to me as a child that has remained with me my entire life it scared the ever-living hell out of me as an eight-year-old kid 
And I don't even really remember the, the thought or the, or the plot of the movie. I just know this. There's a little brother. He's in his bedroom. I think his older brother somehow had died. Don't ask me how. I don't remember any of this. But the ghost of the older brother was outside the window, like tapping or scratching on the window. And I'm an eight-year-old kid. I'm a 50-year-old grown man now, sort of, kind of. And 42 years later, that's still the scariest thing I've ever seen in a movie. Oh, see, when I was a little kid, the thing that scared me was poltergeist because I loved watching TV. And basically, remember, you get sucked in by the TV. Yep. So that was the thing. And that's why the Nightmare on Elm Street and Poltergeist were the two scariest things to me. Like, Jason, whatever, dude. Like, some zombie dude in a mask. Like, okay, I guess there could technically be that, you know, weirdo walking around in a mask. Same thing with Michael Myers. But, like, Freddy, like, when I was a child, like, seven, eight, nine years old when those movies were coming out, I, I was afraid to go to sleep because of Freddy Krueger. <laughs> right. like, I was Did afraid guys... to watch t- TV because of Poltergeist. Like, we don't have that. Now, Chris is texting in saying The Ring. The Ring is also pretty old, too. Like, the original, I want to say, is like 2002. But I guess, sort of. Yeah, did you guys see it? Like the original Stephen King one that was yes. like made for TV? Yeah. That yeah. terrified me as a child because even though now as an adult, I, I think it's hilarious. That movie with that clown, especially when he takes his fangs out, that scared the crap out of me. Now, yeah. the new ones yeah. don't do it, but that one yeah. is scary. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street, I, I think, is one of the most iconic um, horror movies ever. Again, even though he did go to the comedy store after, you know, like movie three. But. Prior to that, I thought it was really, really good. And LeBron was that for Halloween this year, which now allows me to somehow uh, segue my way to the Lakers, who weren't a nice nightmare job. yesterday, at least not a complete nightmare, although way too close for comfort, I felt like, yesterday. They were within moments of blowing that game. They had Listen, Charlotte had multiple opportunities. They had a lead in, uh, in overtime, and the Lakers, you know, thanks to Anthony Davis, kind of really – chugging away there at the end and really taking control of the game um were able to finish it but man that thing was borderline a nightmare yesterday yeah yeah nightmare on figueroa is what that one would be right um look we both said yesterday towards the end of the broadcast what's your prediction what's your expectation and you actually said that you had talked about this earlier on on espn television that you were picking charlotte that was your bold prediction i hadn't seen that but i also was taking charlotte Because what the Lakers had done prior to this game indicated to me that young teams are not intimidated by the names and the resumes of the Lakers players. And fine, LeBron's out. Take advantage while you can. So I was pretty surprised when the Lakers had a 14-point lead and then all of a sudden Charlotte started to chip away at it. But it got to that point, George, with about 3.30 and change to play in the game where the Lakers now have a lead, and yet there are five free throws for LaMelo Ball. And those five free throws made the game from a, it's what was a 110-102 to 101. game. 110-101. Yeah, yeah okay, to 110-106. Yeah. Correct. And so now all of a sudden, with no time being taken off the clock, the Lakers, who had a nine-point lead, then had a four-point lead. And I was like, what just happened here? I mean, I was confused watching it. The delay of game technical, then Russell Westbrook, John back and forth with the referee. Hey, Russ, dude, really? Like, and then the post-game press conference, he, he disrespected me. I'm a grown man with children. Don't speak to me like I'm your kid. 
He's a referee. Well, he, now I've got to watch every P and Q. I got to watch everything I say because I don't want to offend you while well, you're in uniform and I'm well, wearing mine. He, he, here's the thing that that is a rust thing going back way, way, way back. Well, um, it's annoying. Mean, he, he gets into it with officials constantly. Um, here's what I would say. The official, you know, may talk to him with a certain tone, but I'll say this. I'm not one to defend officials, but I have been sitting in, you know, on the floor, basically many, many times over the years. And the officials take a lot of abuse. (laughs) Okay. There's a lot of mother bleeping. There's a lot of cursing at them. So like, if they talk to you like a child, perhaps it's maybe because, (laughs) They've had it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 you unf- maybe you take the brunt of that in a case, but they're not disrespecting you in a way where they're calling you out of your name. Like I have I I have never seen that. And and I would assume that didn't happen yesterday either. If they um, would have lost that game, I mean just if they would have lost it, which you know, look, it, it went to overtime. It, from a 14-point lead to going to overtime. If they lose that game over stupidity like that, it would have been a real shame. Come on, man. Just play the game. Stop all the talking, dude. Yeah, I, I think that it, it's one of those things where you can't can't let that shake you. Now, look, because wh- here's the thing. You get the foul. Now, the foul was questionable on Austin Reeves. There's no doubt about that. And then, you know, Carmelo gets teed up, right, for the delay of game, and he's jawing at the official. Okay, fine. But you can't compound the issue, Okay. So you have the delay of game, you have the Carmelo technical, right? Like at that point, everybody's got to just shut up. To your point, like you, you, you can't make this worse. And then Russ just needs to go in there with the extra. It's like kind of Randy Macho Man Savage, uh, you know, back Ooh, in the yeah. day with like the uh, the the finishing move from the top rope, coming down with the elbow. Um, it, it just it's unnecessary, dude. Like you've already are in a tough spot, and he's still got to shoot two free throws for. Yeah. for the foul yeah. <laughs> so it, yeah it was it was a disaster um and almost a complete disaster like I, I don't know if I came away from that game feeling great about them like I, I am curious to hear how people think at 877710 ESPN um does yesterday's make game make you feel better or worse or indifferent like I, I am curious on that we have people chiming in on great um more modern horror movie franchises on Twitter at Sedano at Scott Kaplan at Lindsay Baseball. Uh, we'll get to some of those on the other side. Uh, plus, we never got to you having to uh, perhaps eat a little crow on the Chargers yesterday. So we'll get to that. We got the Lakers and a great anniversary in music. We'll get to that coming up. Stick around. But- this podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I love this song. Me too, man. (laughs) I knew it. Shaman. (laughs) Ain't nobody's business. Ain't nobody's business. Ain't nobody's business. 
I like this song too. <laughs> but then I can't stop singing, you know? Like the few words that I actually know. <laughs> there you go. I can't hit that note. <sighs> it's actually my favorite my favorite song from the album from Bad. Um I actually don't think Bad is all that good, to be honest with you. You don't think Bad is good? You think Bad is bad? Yeah, I think Bad is not so good. I don't want to say it's bad. I would just say it's not so good. Not bad meaning bad, but bad meaning good? You mean it like no, that? No, I would say bad meaning not so good. How about oh, that? Got it. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, it was um, a great Dirty show Diana, of leadership. Pretty good. People love Smooth Criminal, um, Smooth but I actually Criminal. like The Way You Make Me Feel, to be honest, of, of all the songs on that album. See, that was just like oh, yesterday. Man. Yesterday why you, when I was why, why do you feel the need <laughs> to create these <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> like I mean Dig it dig it dig it don't don't dig it don't don't dig it don't don't ding don't dig it dig it don't don't dig it What was the one yesterday? Oh Missy Elliott. Missy How is Elliot. that different from, from Missy Elliott? Missy Elliott was Missy Elliott was ding dig a ding a ding Holla! Yeah. This one is is more <laughs> like this is a little different one. You know, it's a little different. Smooth criminal. See, that's pretty good, man. That that one's actually a lot closer than whatever the hell you were doing with Missy Elliott yesterday. Um way closer. But well, oh I agree God. with Chris Morales. It was a, a tremendous job by you, George Sedano. Phenomenal. It was a great job by you to take the leadership role today, make executive decisions, and do all of Chris's mapping out of the show for him. Phenomenal work. Thank you. Uh let's go to Matthew in Anaheim who wants to tell us that the conjuring is actually a great horror franchise that we are completely neglecting go ahead tell me about the conjuring oh man i was surprised you guys didn't pull that one up man by the way i, I love your whole missy elliott i think you're doing a great job keep going <laughs> but uh yeah no the conjuring man let talk about uh something that's gonna scare your boots off man and on top of it, it's all based on like supposedly factual things that have actually happened. So, well, Can you sell us on it? Because, George, you don't know The Conjuring, correct? I'm not familiar. I mean, I know the, there's the movie called The Conjuring. I have n no idea what it's about. Same. Can you can you sell us oh, on it? Like, okay. like, go ahead and show. tell us what Give what me the elevator watch. pitch. You have yeah. 30 seconds. You're selling me on The Conjuring. 30 seconds, go. In the 70s and 60s, there was a group of demon hunters, a woman and a man who are husband and wife, who would go and try to make sure that Anything that ended up popping up, they would end up trying to debunk and make sure if it wasn't real or if it was real. They're the ones who ended up going investigating the Amityville Horror House. Yeah. Right. They did uh, multiple ones, and they documented this. They've actually been one of the only people from not being a part of the church to actually do an exorcist. So it's a bunch of crazy things that they've actually documented. And they got a whole house that they live in. And in their basement is all these little items of all these haunted, poltergeist, demonized things that they've collected throughout the years. So they're basically like these paranormal investigator types. Okay. I mean, that, that, yeah. sounds, that doesn't sound terrible. Like, I, I would give it a shot. Yeah. I mean, I'd give it a shot. It's a pretty good sell job right there out of you, dude. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. That was. That was actually not bad. Like, I would consider watching it now. I mean, it's probably like. 10 years old, the movie, I would imagine, but yeah, I would watch it. I think it anyway. I'm seeing uh, 2013 here. Is, oh. Uh, oh, there you go. Close enough. Not bad. Yeah. 
I, I'll give it a shot. I mean, listen, I, I like a good horror flick. I don't think we make good horror movies anymore. But even then, like, that's one. You're going back. I mean, the original, right? You're going back whatever it is, seven, eight years now. So, um, but anyway, I, I, you know, feel free to sell us on some other ones because I just don't think we do, you know, we do them that well anymore. Um, do we have another call? I'm trying to, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, Lamb is in Garden Grove. Lamb, how are you? Yo, Hello, Lamb. Lamb. That was my lamb sound effect. I don't know if that's really <laughs> oh a lamb yeah, yeah. or a no, ram I, I was able to, or, a, or a goat. I'm not really was, sure what that is. Hey, is lamb, are you there? I was able to connote that, yes. <laughs> yeah. Hello, sir. You're on the air. No longer on the air. Try who in Inglewood? Shadow. Shadow would be a great hey, horrible Hey, movie. what's going on, guys? Love the show. Hey, buddy. Love your show. Hey, so check this out. We all forgot about Hellraiser. Well, but Hellraiser's an old-ass movie. That's not like a new movie. All right. Now, an updated one, that was one that you mentioned, but one that a new one that's out right now is called The Unholy. The Unholy. Now, Unholy, this huh? one is top-notch. Okay, well, it says that this was recent. Yes, you're right. So you're saying it's top-notch. All right, The Unholy. Yeah. What's the sell? Can you yeah. sell us on the plot? What's the deal yeah, on, give me a, on The Yeah, give me a 30-second elevator pitch like the last guy. Oh, no, I ain't going to do that. I ain't going to do that. I, I'm, on, I'm on with him with The Conjuring, though. That was definitely a good okay. one. He hit it on the head because he got me with that one, and he totally laid it out for you. But I wanted to jump to something else about the Lakers. Sure. Go ahead. All right, so check this out. AG, AD's always talking about, like last night with his interview, talking about leadership. This boy has no leadership in his body at all. He, I don't, I'm even be surprised after LeBron leaves that he'll even be here. He's too soft. He's always crying. And have you guys ever noticed any time LeBron gets hurt, he's always getting hurt next? <laughs> this is soft. And guess what? People in L.A., we ain't going for this, man. I'm born and raised. We don't mess around with softies like that. If you're a big man, you need to go in there and handle your business. Then you want to come here with stipulations. Oh, I don't want to play the middle. I don't want to play the middle. Man, you better get your out of here with that. Okay, Shadow. Shadow is very upset at uh, Anthony Davis. Shadow, I mean, this is a great call. He's just super soft. That's all I mean, I'm he saying. was vomiting and, like and, for and, the and, last... Three days. Oh, and please, going out give there. me a break. Vomiting, nothing. Come on, give me a break. That's soft. You can't play through vomiting. Come on. It's I mean, soft. Listen, I, it's soft. I, I, I almost couldn't do so, it. So, so what happened? So what happened to uh Michael Jordan when he was playing and he had some environment? But that was the NBA Finals. Like, who's not going to try to play through the NBA Finals though? You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, he, AD. And, and, come on, AD. Okay. AD. Shadow. Okay. AD did play. Through through uh, through the vomiting, he you he literally was vomiting in game yesterday and won the game for you. You know what? That's no excuse, man. That's yeah. no excuse. Yeah. Every my point is, if my wife was on this phone right now, she would chew eighty up and spit him out. I can't even watch a game because my wife is right there. Like, yep, yeah, I told you it was soft. Yeah, I thought. Why is he always on the ground? Why is he always on the ground? Wow, <laughs> this, this is, is this I can't is... even watch a game in peace. Miss, Mrs. Mrs. Shadow sounds like she's tough to tough oh, to dude. deal with when you're watching the game. Hey, Shadow, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something really quickly. You know, we've got this What's new on, uh, 710 award show that's coming up in uh, late January, early February, and I think that we should have a category for best caller 
on the station. Shadow, you got to become a more regular caller around here because you got an A game, yes. my man. Thank you, Shadow. Yes, yeah, and hey, hey, you know what? Thank you know what? Thank you guys, man. I, I listen to you guys every day. I, I drive home from Northridge to Inglewood every day, and around this time, so I check you guys out every day. And I'm sitting there. I called in a couple times. You guys had me on a couple times, but like I said, this yeah. AD stuff, man. The Lakers is looking terrible. I do yeah. agree with you guys when you say uh, let's not judge them until 20 games. But it's hard to it's hard to not judge mediocrity in your face. Yeah. Well, listen, say hi to Mrs. Shadow for us. Have, Have a great call. rest of your day. I sure would. Thank you, guys. Keep up All the right. good work. All right. Much All right. love, let, my let, man. Let, let me sneak in one more here real quick. George in PV in Palos Verdes. What's up, George? What movie do you have? Uh, I got Paranormal Activity. Uh, oh, I, you know I what? I have seen that. That's good. You're right. That that freaked me out so much. I, I couldn't I, – I just – I had to look over my shoulder every single day for, for at least a week or two. Yeah. And, but, I, you know, one of the callers that mentioned about The Conjuring, I agree. That was a really good, scary movie. But the third one, the third one actually really bored me. That really did uh, not, I, yeah. you know, it was boring. But, uh, well, I know they got, like, a multiple sequels. Think. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah, but Paranormal, the first one, really did scare me. Um, and then I think they have, like, five or six um, in sequels. Um, but they do have, it is a really good scary movie if you haven't seen it or, you know, but, um, those are one of my favorites. Okay, cool. Thanks, buddy. Uh, What was, I don't know the franchise. What was the name? Paranormal Activity is pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, what, what is the name of the movie? I feel like Allie Larder was in the movie where she was, it's basically a final destination. That movie is kind of freaky too, to be honest with you, because if you believe in like superstitious crazy paranormal nonsense like that movie is not for you because it's just like all sorts of crazy things are happening and they're all interconnected and if you believe in that stuff whew, that is not a movie to watch you know eight seven been... go ahead you want to give out the number do it man do your thing eight seven 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 ten espn what happened what do you got before well we you know you, you talk about new scary movie franchises horror movie franchises like i'm a little old school when it comes to this stuff because i don't love the genre but let me ask you guys like to me one of the movies that freaked me out when i saw it the original exorcist anybody know that movie yeah, oh bro. yeah of course who doesn't Dude, that movie now that is a really scary ass movie yeah i i would agree wholeheartedly uh you know what also is scary is you ducking the chargers conversation which we'll get to next robert half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right. So down to cap with you here on 710 ESPN. So 
we've been talking about these movies, nightmare movies, the nightmare of the Lakers season thus far, despite yesterday not being a nightmare. AD, look, listen, Shadow, the guy we just called, seems like a great guy. Him and his wife, very, very, very passionate Laker fans. But come on, give the guy a break. He's puking his brains out. He's winning the game for you. I actually can't really complain too much about AD last night. Uh, Because like Shadow, I'm always complaining that he's flopping around all over the floor, you know, like a fish out of water on on a boat, just flopping around. But last night, in particular, late in the game, uh, you know, maybe it was like early in the fourth quarter, there were like two monster dunks that he had back-to-back, and it really brought a ton of energy. Of course, that energy was brought down when LaMelo Ball went to the free-throw line, and then there was that... You know, delay of game tech, and then there was Russell Westbrook mouthing off to the referee who, yeah. you know, Russell was complaining. He's talking to me like I'm his kid. Oh, stop it. Nonetheless, AD brought a lot of a lot of energy last night. I can't complain too much about AD's performance last night. Yeah, AD was incredible, I thought, yesterday. But uh, so we got a lot of people on hold who want to talk about the Lakers, want to talk about these horror movies because I said that we just don't make good horror movies anymore. Maybe it's just because – maybe we make a few here and there. Like there have been people who have popped on – with paranormal activity and the conjuring and all that. I'm just saying when I was growing up in the eighties and the nineties, it felt like there were a ton of cool, fun horror movie franchises. Like to me, at least Um, now the Chargers season has been uh, a dream in some uh, scenarios and has been a horror uh, movie in others. Now Kaplan, they won Um, they in a weekend where a lot of teams got upset Yep. Now, they were only one-and-a-half-point favorites. It's not like they were these huge favorites on the road in Philly. Um, they, they did win the game, and I would imagine that you have something negative to say about their win. I'm curious. <laughs> well, put it this way, George. Um, if I were a San Diego Charger fan and the Chargers went to Philadelphia – and won the game, even though Philadelphia is a very middle of the road. They were a three and five football team going into the game. They come out three and six. And just, oh, by the way, Philadelphia is 0 and four at home. So, yes, I kind of thought this was the sort of game where the Chargers would lose this game, especially earlier in the day when Denver was taking apart Dallas. I was like, oh, this is kind of a weird thing, you know, and a team from this division against a team from that division. So, look. If I were an old-school San Diego Chargers fan, my opinion today would be, hey, look, any win on the road, regardless of who you're playing, regardless of their record, that is a solid win in the NFL. Yes. Particularly if you've got to go all the way from Southern California and fly cross-country to Philadelphia. Yes. It's a very solid win. That's what I would say Yes. if I were a San Diego Charger fan back in the old school. But as an L.A. Charger hater, here's Uh what I have to say. Okay. Philadelphia stinks. Um, Jalen Hurts is a second-year player who passed for 162 yards, nothing much yeah. from the from the passing game. Right. Philadelphia did rush for over 175 yards in the game. That's pretty solid. And the fact of the matter is it took the Chargers' uh, last possession game-winning field goal to escape with a win against a very mediocre team. So, yeah, but come on. Like, who cares about that? Like, I mean, a win is a win is a win, man. Right, but you you were kind of like inspiring me to say something negative, so I, I was just coming up with negative things to say. Look, now are you saying win. that because you believe it, or are you saying it because you I inspired it? it? It's look, it's a good win on a weekend when there were some really bizarre losses. When Buffalo loses to Jacksonville and can't score a touchdown. When um, you know when you look at some of these other games, like New Orleans losing to Atlanta. When a week earlier with their third string quarterback, they beat Tampa Bay. How does that happen? How does right. How does Cleveland lose Odell Beckham, 
get rid of him and annihilate Cincinnati. So, look, I will give the Chargers credit when they deserve it. They do this time. Um, they were coming off a couple of, of rough games. They'd come off of a bye week. They lost a bunch of energy. So, you know, losing at home to the Patriots was rough. Uh, who were, by the way, getting themselves back into playoff position, getting annihilated by the Ravens was bad. They had a, a bye week, so a lot of people kind of went to sleep on them, and they went on the road, and they beat Philadelphia. That is a solid win. Can't take that away from them. And, and frankly, by the way, they're in the mix in that division right now. Everybody's kind of bunched up together in the AFC West. So You know, the, the standings are so interesting when you look at the AFC West and you look at the AFC North, but the Chargers are 5-3. and three. The Raiders are 5-3. and three. The Chiefs are trying to work their way back into it. They got that win where they just slipped by Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay. They're 5-4. and four. And I got to say, I think Denver's the shock of the division, right? I mean, what they did to Dallas this past weekend was crazy. Yeah, I, I don't think outside of Arizona, and I would even question them, I don't think there's a great football team this year. I agree. As a matter of fact, just looking at the AFC side of things, there are four teams that have losing records. Otherwise, everybody else has winning records. But in the NFC, what you've got is you've got Dallas, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Arizona, and the Rams. So that's like six teams in the NFC that have winning records. Otherwise, everybody in the NFC doesn't look so hot. And I'm still trying to figure this out, George, because I, I, I don't know after nine weeks. Tell me if you do. Who is good and who is bad? For example, are the Rams good? Oh, um, the Rams are I, I, okay. I think there's a lot of good teams. I just don't think there's a lot of great teams. So he, here's what I would say: Who's bad? I can tell you right off the gate. Like the bad are easy. The Jets, the Dolphins are bad. Uh, the Texans are bad. The Jaguars are bad. That for sure. Um, I think the Giants are bad. I think you know. Um, How about Detroit? Oh, are they good? Detroit pretty good. Detroit is terrible. Okay, just want to make sure. Um, I I I think that that's pretty much it. Like as far as terrible. Um, maybe Washington, I guess I would throw in there too. Um, but that's it. There's like six or seven really bad teams, maybe eight. Um, and then there's a bunch of teams that are just good. Um, now, some are more good than others or better than others, are gooder. Um, but they're, there's not an elite team, I don't think, this particular season, which is why when people do the Million Dollar Monday picks, uh, and by the way, you don't know what the hell that is, it's every Monday at 5.45, we ask you a trivia question. If, you get, if you're the first person to answer that trivia question, by the way, it's a show-related trivia question, and you need to be listening all week long to be able to win, you will win immediately some Rams tickets, but you get your shot at a million dollars, and how do you do that? It's very simple. Uh, once you win by answering the show trivia question properly, uh, you will get your crack at a Super Bowl prediction. You pick the two teams and the score of those two teams, and in February, if you nail it, we're stroking you a check for a million dollars. So you need to be listening each and every day, each and every opportunity you get. And by the way, if you can't catch up on the radio all the time, there's a cheat code. It's called the podcast. Mm. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Google, uh, Spotify, ESPN app, wherever you find your podcast, and you can still catch up with the show, and you can actually do it faster because you can listen in, like, one and a half and two times speed. But nonetheless, you made the point of pick something wacky because it could be something wacky. Right. Um, so I, I just think that when you look at the situation in the AFC, I think the Chargers are right in the thick of it. Well, they are. I mean, record-wise, they are in the thick of it. I'm looking at their schedule. You play against the Vikings coming up this Sunday. They're unpredictable. You never really know what you're going to get out of Kirk Cousins. The following week, they're going to play against the Steelers. Now, that's at SoFi Stadium, but we all know what will happen when that, when that team shows up into town. Um, and then you got to go on the road at Denver, at Cincinnati. Look, the, the Chargers, they are, they are right where they need to be, 
in terms of being in first place in the division. We're not really sure about Kansas City. We kind of assume that that the Raiders are going to fall apart just given all the controversy that's going on around the team. I don't think anybody really believes in Denver. So the Chargers are in a, a prime spot. But consistency is, uh, is not something that they've been really great at the last few weeks. They had that big win against the Browns in a shootout. Then they lost against the Ravens where they got destroyed. They got beat at home by the Patriots, and they went on the road, and they beat a very mediocre Philadelphia team. So, you know, I'm not terribly impressed. Um, but then again, I'm looking at this thing through some very salty lenses. Yeah, yeah, very salty. There's right. good, clearly right. the case. Uh, yeah. Let's go to Sean in the LBC who's got a horror movie uh, franchise, a more modern one that we should be watching. Go ahead. Hey, Sean. Hey, um, I also agree with the past callers. Uh, Conjuring is actually a pretty good series that you guys should check out. The first and second one are really good. The third one is just okay. But but also, it branches off into other different movies, which are like little series that leads into it. Like I did see that. Episode. Yeah, I did notice that. I, now, I haven't seen any of them, obviously, but I did notice that it had like a, yeah, like a branch of different movies. Yeah. Yeah, because all of them actually leads into the stories of what actually makes the the husband and wife start going to uh, discover all these demonic things that's going on. Got but it. I also, also want to um, say I don't know if this would be considered a horror movie, but the Purge series. Yeah, I, I, I think it is. I mean, I, I've seen I've seen some of the movies. I, and thank you for the call, Sean. Thank you so much for listening. I, I don't know if I'd actually love the movies. Like eh, the first one's okay, but after seeing the first one, it's kind of like you get it. What was you the movie I mean? franchise he just said? I actually the Purge. The Purge. I mean, it's very self-explanatory. The Maybe Purge. Huh? Yeah. Do you know what the <laughs> Purge is? Um, I know. I think I know what purging is, but I don't know what the the movie. All right, let's explain that is. on the other side. We have more people that want to chime in on that. People want to good. chime in on the Lakers and kind of a rough start to the season. Although good good moment yesterday, I'll take. I'll say, despite the fact that uh, they've had a rough start, I I feel slightly better um, after watching yesterday. But I'm curious to see how people think. Does yesterday's game make you feel better, worse, indifferent? Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Uh, plus the Dodgers. Um, Offered some qualifying offers to a bunch of the, a couple of their players that are important, but not to one particular player who's been very important. We'll tell you who in a moment. That thong, 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 thong. This song, I mean it, it, it did things for people for a long time. <laughs> the song was everywhere. Yeah, what yeah. it do for people? <laughs> I mean, it did things. Did things for people. Turn, I mean, turn this up for a second. Let me let me uh, see if I can turn this into a ding, ding, a ding, a ding kind of. No, thing. please don't. Let let's live one. Let's let one song live on its own, please. Ding, <laughs> just, just ding, one. ding, 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 no. ding, ding. No. No. no, you're going to the well too many times yeah. on that one. Yeah, I don't even know what was going on with that. I don't one. either. I don't know. Uh, I Missy, Missy Elliott, I was just dead on, and then the Michael Jackson song couldn't have been more accurate. Yeah, but now uh, now you're going to the well too much. This yeah, is the thing song. we say about you, though. You go you go to the well too often. Yeah. It's like when you're you you become overconfident, right? And you know we go back to the push up competition. You sat there, you're like, oh, I did a fifty, and I'm like, Joe, just just do forty, bro. Just do forty. You'll get forty. And yeah. then you're like, no, fifty. And you're like, hey, look, Doyle man. rules. And then you you know you collapse at forty three. Oh, Doyle right? rules. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't learned that in a while. Remember what Dr. Clapper said that hap- that afternoon. He thought yeah. I could do 15. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. took one look at me. He up and down me, Dr. Clapper, and he went, you know what, Kaplan? You need Clapper vision. 
He's, he actually told me, he goes, you're going to do 15 push-ups and blow out your rotator cuff, but a good thing I'm here because I'll do some clapper vision on you. Yeah. Shout out Dr. Clapper. Yeah. By the way, shout out to Patrick S. who tweets because uh, we've been talking about horror movies and how we don't make great horror movies anymore. But, uh, you know, people are just coming in with a few here and there. Uh, just not in bunches like it used to be. Uh, but Patrick says, you're living a horror movie every day when Cap starts on a long-winded story. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. Well, um, let me tell you guys something. I was thinking about this horror movie situation because I don't really, again, I, I said I don't really love the genre. I don't seek it out. Do you guys consider this a horror movie? No Country for Old Men. No, that's not a horror movie. That's a thriller. You don't think of that as a horror movie? No, huh? not at all. I can tell you this. It scared the ever-living hell out of me. Yeah, I mean, it's a thriller, but I, I don't think it's a horror movie. Like, horror movie, I think of like a slasher, you know? Mm. Like, I, don't even, I don't even say horror movies. I say it like this. Horror movies. Yes, yes, we know. Horror. Not horror. Yeah. Horror. Horror. I don't really love horror movies. <sighs> uh, do you love the fact that the Dodgers offered qualifying offers to Seeger and Taylor and not Kershaw? You know, I do, actually. I do like it. Mm. Because, look, Corey Seager is the kind of guy that you don't just let him walk away and get nothing. You know, that's the kind of guy that is in a circumstance right now where you say that is one of the most important core guys of our franchise pulling into the prime of his career who already has an MVP caliber resume. So Corey Seager, to me, I know that when Trey Turner was part of the Max Scherzer trade, many of us, myself included, said you've just created an insurance policy should Corey Seager decide to leave. But I would never give up on Corey Seager this early, and I would just keep Trey Turner at second base, and your team is that much better. So I like that. Chris Taylor? Chris Taylor, who was more clutch in these playoffs this year than Chris Taylor? That's another guy, totally versatile sort of player. I don't want to let that guy go in the middle of his career. But I got to be honest, as much as it might hurt me to say, Clayton Kershaw, at this stage of his career, mostly because of what happened at the end of the year, it snapped me back into reality, and it took the emotion out of it for me. And I just think Clayton Kershaw at this stage of the game can't stay healthy. So why invest the money? Uh, yeah, listen, I get it. Um, I, I, I just found it. And look, with Seager, it's a no-brainer. And even with Chris Taylor, I think it's kind of a no-brainer, to be honest with you, because someone's going to overpay him. Um, but I, I just think that they are clearly putting a line of demarcation when it comes to um, Clayton Kershaw. They're going to be. They've already given him the quote-unquote Kobe contract. Um, I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of it. It didn't necessarily pan out in this last year, which is exactly what I predicted uh, would happen three years ago. And um, I, I am only going so far. You know, whatever it is, 15, 16, 17 million, which is the average price for a starting pitcher, that's it. Like one year, maybe two, you know, tops, because you, you know, whatever, you want to be, you want to keep him around, you know, like because he's a Dodger for life, et cetera, et cetera. But it's got to be two for 30, two for 32 in that range. You know, no more than two for 35. Like, I feel like that anything over that, that is, is too much for me. See, the funny thing is, is that you've been bringing up this number of 17 million. You've compared uh, Madison Bumgarner's deal to what the Dodgers should be looking at for Clayton Kershaw. I would take Clayton Kershaw's number at 17 million, and then I'd go back to him and I'd say, let's cut it in half. And he's going to say, why? 
and you're going to say, because we all know you're not going to be able to get through the season healthy, and you may give us like half of a season. And by the way, maybe we won't even play you until after the All-Star break next year. Because what happened this year to Clayton Kershaw, to have missed as much time as he did pre-All-Star break and then after the All-Star break, which I think shocked a lot of us that he was gone for so long, to then come back and, and, and be in a position to help the Dodgers in the postseason, only to get hurt again in his last start in the final series, that, that unfortunately did it for me. Like I'm able to separate the emotion of he's a great player for an organization and he's only been in one place and he's been part of you know all of this success. That's one hand. The other hand is, what's reality? Reality is he's older and he's hurt a lot now. So what do we want to do here? Do we want to give him a symbolic contract and keep him here to not have him play and just waste the money? Or do we want to spend the money somewhere else? Um, I think in a perfect world, you know, you'd like to keep him at a price where you can then spend. I don't think Do- the Dodgers have some sort of, like, salary cap. No. You know what I mean? Like, no, they, they can don't. spend whatever the hell they want. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, self-imposed, obviously, because there is no salary cap in baseball. But, I, I mean, you could probably, I mean, if, if there's any sport, you could have your cake and eat it, too. It's this one. Look, if I'm the Dodgers front office, Clayton Kershaw's our guy. He's been the face of our organization and we'd love to keep him around and get from him whatever we can. And we're willing to pay for it. But we just don't want to pay top retail dollar. We'd like to say, hey, you've made a lot of money. You've been really successful. We've all worked well together. Now is the time, this stage of your career and the injury history, if ever there was a time to give a hometown discount, Now's the time for Kershaw to do it. Sure, I, I agree with that, but a hometown discount can be, for him, in his mind, is probably going from 30-something to 17. That's half the salary. Like, you're not putting that part into the equation. Yeah, you're right. And really, it's not my money, so what do I care? Right. So, right, pay but the to man. me, that, but pay that him. is an arbitrary number that I'm putting at. Two for 35 or whatever. Like, that, that's kind of it. Um, cu- coming up next, I want to get into the Rams a little bit. Um, is the Stafford honeymoon already over? And have in, in regards to the Lakers, because I know we got people on hold and we want to get to them on the horror movies and the Lakers at eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Have the Lakers kind of botched this hot Carmelo start? I'll explain about that in just a few moments. Stick around. We're back in a couple minutes here on seven ten ESPN.